so I don't butcher your name, how do I pronounce it? Akemji Defornian. I've not seen your name before. I was really like, this is different. And I, I feel like I've seen almost every Nigerian name go in, but. It's Cameroonian. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's Cameroonian. I've obviously not done my career job properly because the whole plan since I was a kid is to be like how Chiwetel Ojofor has ever had to change his name. He didn't ever have to become Brian Jackson. He's being unpronounceable. So I'm chasing, I'm always chasing Chiwetel in terms of that. But no, it's Cameroonian. Cameroonian, okay. All right. Hello, guys. You're through to TBB Talks. I am Nana Evans, and I'm here in conversation with a brilliant actor and writer. He is going to introduce himself to you, and we're going to talk about his latest project. My name is Akemji Defornian, and I'm a writer, producer, actor, and musician. And I play Kevin in this new BBC One show called Black Ops. It's a brilliant show. I'm so into this. I can't wait to see it and how people are going to take it as well. All right, tell us a little bit about the project. How did it come about? And the writing team, well, the creators, there was a few of you as well. So how did all of that come together? So Black Ops is a show about two PCSOs, that's police community support officers, you know, the the guys who aren't quite police, Dom and Kay, and they are recruited by the Metropolitan Police to go undercover and infiltrate a very dangerous criminal enterprise. And we go from there. How was this put together? What was the creation process? Uh, very quickly, we were doing uh, series one of Famalam, which I created and produced. And I think we were, in, we were in week one and I was working with Bemi. I was in a scene with her and I was like, she's brilliant. She needs her own show to show the world how brilliant she is. We were at lunch, I was at lunch with two of the execs and I was like, yo, we need a show for her. They were like, sure, cool, brilliant. Get in a room, think of something um, and then we'll go from there. And then she pitched this brilliant idea about these community support who go undercover. It was as simple as that. And then we went from there. In between that time, everyone was so busy, so we couldn't really devote any time to it. So it would sort of remain there as an idea. Then we went off to write and star in a league of their own. I was in Shrill and Queen's Gambit and working on further series of Family Lamb. And then just before the pandemic, we actually picked up again and the script was put together. And then we shot pilot in 2021, which I directed. And then we did the series in summer of 2022. So it's had a journey. Yeah. And, and obviously in between that time frame, you know, we've done a few writers when we've got together some amazing talents to kind of throw ideas around the room. And, and we're here now where it's reached feels kind of strange. It is it's brilliant. And I, I love hearing that journey as well, actually, that it's not just an idea that came about in a few months, that there was still time for it to breathe. And- no, things do take a long time. And, you know, sometimes things can happen like that. But I think this, I think it was actually by virtue of the fact that everyone was so busy, which is a, it's a good problem to have. It's a champagne yeah. problem. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. How has life been after your BAFTA win? Has it changed? It has changed. I'm more expensive now. So um, I cost more money, as I should. No, in all honesty, it's been a beautiful thing. BAFTA as an institute is our version of the Oscars from, and the Emmys combined, you know, because it's TV and film. It's just something really beautiful that my mum and dad get to see for all the hard work and all the investment that they made in me as a human being, but also as a talent. So it's just a nice thing to say, like, the Northwest Cameroon community has one of these, you know? <laughs> so it's real nice. But also it just means 
what any awards mean really it's you know they are not the be all end all but they are a nice reminder that you're on the nice you're on the right path and you're doing stuff and that your industry peers recognize that as well it's a real nice it's a nice piece of hardware to have in my life describe your life in one word or a sentence at the moment my eight-year-old self would not believe this oh it's one of them abstract ones that you just print you just put it on the thing but it actually is true my eight-year-old self would not believe this i'm doing everything i've ever wanted to do and get paid it was this when your dream came about? Was it about eight years old? No, I was younger than that now. Yeah. I, I, was, I was watching Beverly Hills Pop and coming to America at like four. As long as I can remember, I always wanted to be involved in creating things, in music, in acting. And, you know, my parents put me to a drama club on Saturday, uh, a place called Pollyanna in East London. And every Saturday I would do dance, singing, improvisation, script reading, we do plays every time, and it was just magic. That's yeah. the only way I can describe it, it was just pure magic. And also to be around like-minded people um, who wanted to do it as well. Yeah. And then like years later to still be doing it, but doing it for real almost, and I don't want to do anything else. So if I get to write music for the rest of my life, write scripts and act, I'll be happy. That's the forever dream. Absolutely. Okay. What's your music like? I, I can write whatever I, whatever I need to whatever I need to write. So I um, I'm putting out a project later this year. It's an R and B project. Just just as an example of the kind of music I make, like you know, Famalam. I made all the music in that. If I hear it, I can make it. All the sketches that had music in them, I wrote the music and I sung for the most part. So whether it was Trillagram, I made that. Uh, the interracial couple song, yes, and um, you know the rappers' songs, all of that stuff. I make the music in that, so I can pretty much make whatever I need to make. But yeah. stuff I like, I like you know, usual people, you know, the Frank Oceans of this world, the Anderson Packs. I like indie rock bands as well. But my music, the project I'm putting out is melodic rap R and B project. Okay, and that will be at the end of the year. All things being well. Okay, so you've already said that you don't want to do anything else, but do you have? All else failed, a plan B. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> I'd be a I'd be a professional concierge. <laughs> I'd be a professional concierge. That's like one of my little side dreams as well. I know I said I didn't want to do anything else, but I just like the idea of someone saying something that they need something and being able to render that. I don't know. It's just like it's like a cool challenge. I'm also to get paid for that. You know that like then people at the middle of the night, someone will say, I need an elephant walking through Tottenham Court Road. Can you arrange yeah. that? And I'll be like, it will take me an hour, but I can get it done. You know what I mean? I like that. But I suppose that just goes back into what I'm doing anyway, the whole production thing. It's random, but it does. I don't think yeah. anyone's going to top that one. All right, what has made you sad, mad and glad this week? Sad? Oh, it's a really champagne problem. A delivery service uh, mucked me around on a day when I really needed uh, one of their packages. So I was furious about that. However, I went for a run and realized that it was just futile being upset about that. There's nothing I can control. So I went for a run, counted my blessings and kept it moving. And it's all good. So that made me, that, I'd say that made me mad. That made me mad. Okay. I'm terrible at this game. I, I, I your nose. I'm, I'm not. The, the games are rigged at the British Blacklist. She knows the games are rigged here. You guys are rigged. rigged this. You, you, you rigged the games. You rigged it. Um, I mean, there's questions go. This is like a simple one. All right. What's made you go? 
What's going to be glad? Everyone saw the show. Everyone saw the show on Monday, and people came down and supported, and they enjoyed it. So that was that made me glad. Actually, having people in the room and seeing the fruits of our labor on celluloid and enjoying it. I saw some of the pictures from that actually, and it looked like a really good event as well. So it well- was a really, really good event. Yeah, it was really nice, man. Really nice, and hopefully we get to do some more in the promotion of Black Ops. What are you reading right now? What am I reading? Will Smith's autobiography. Are you finding it good? It's a really brilliant read. I started listening, but yeah, just didn't, it didn't capture me. I feel like I've heard him a lot. So mm-hmm. maybe I need to read it. Do you recommend it? Yeah, I do. It's a, good, it's a good book. It's a good book. What was the last thing you saw on stage? I saw Fedra at the National Theatre, which is just closed with um, with the National Treasure, John McMillan, and the hip-hop historian, John McMillan. He was brilliant in it. It was a brilliant show. That was at the Littleton. That was amazing. Amazing, amazing play. What's on your bucket list? To work with Dr. Dre on something. Ah, he's a hard one as well, everybody says. But good luck in trying to get a hold of him. That could happen. Let's put it out there into the universe. We put it out into the universe. Celebrate somebody else. Who do you rate right now? Can I name two? Yes, you can. Cool. I want to say Bemisola Ikamela, mm-hmm. I rate to the hilt. She's part of my gang. I love her dearly and she's incredibly, incredibly talented. And Viviana Champong, who's also uh, in Family Land, who's absolutely out of this world and has some amazing uh, projects that she's developing at the moment. And the world hasn't yet seen just how talented this woman is. So okay. I'd say those two, those two people. Whose footsteps are you following in? My parents. Personally, quite like that you say your parents, as I'm hoping one day my sons say something similar. It's my parents, undoubtedly. And the older I've gotten, the more I appreciate them and the path that they've set down. Do you know why? And I'll say this because my mum and dad are people who, when they're not in rooms, people talk about them positively. And yeah. they talk about things that they've done for them very quietly. They say these quiet, amazing things that my parents never shouted about that they did to them. So if, if people can talk about me affirmatively in rooms when I'm not there, that's my work on planet Earth done, really. Thank you for that. That's really nice. What else is next that you haven't told me about? I'll be in Johnny Salmon's Dreaming Wild Black. I'll be in that. I'm in that series, uh, which is another brilliant thing. And another TV series with Black in the title, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We need more TV shows with black in the title, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I'll be in that and then just at the moment in writing mode at the moment. You know that classic thing where people tap their nose and they say, I've got some projects, but I can't talk about them. Yes. But, um, <laughs> I just, but no, I also just think, shut up until the thing comes out. Um, <laughs> yeah, keep quiet until the thing comes up. Tell us something that is going to make us thoroughly proud of you. It's easier to do this stuff in America because you have to be like, pop, pop your collar and stuff. I am living the life I've always wanted to live. And I've done that through grace and the investment of loads of people around me. I mean, to answer your question, it's not wholly just taking credit for everything, but I'm able to live the life I want. I never had another plan. This is exactly what I wanted to do my whole life. I've never not done this, but it isn't just because of me. It's taken so many various people and good good graces and good energy and goodwill to reach this point. I wish everyone could be doing the same thing. And I'm fortunate enough that I am doing exactly what I want and I'm happy doing it.
do you think there's a blueprint? Again, my son is really in the arts and he dances a lot. Mm. And if there is any type of word of advice, like a, a snippet of a blueprint that you put in place that has mm. got to where you are, where you can live the life that you've wanted. A lot of the time is appreciating where you're at and that everything has a process. And sometimes it's hard to adhere to that because there's so much noise and there's so much peripheral distraction. You can see what other people are doing, but recognizing where you are and that we are all, we all have our own gifts and our privileges. There's however many billion of us, we're all snowflakes yeah. in that, in that, in that non-derisive way. We are all unique, you know? So actually we can look in our neighbor's garden and think their grass is greener, but we actually have the greenest grass. There's no particular blueprint. We all have the roadmap to where we want to go. It's right there in front of us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Best of luck with I know people are going to love this show. Thank it's, you. Well, I hope so. It is. It's one for the culture. It's, it's in a different space. And I think it takes creativity that we need to another level as well. So thank you for doing That's this. That's good. That's good. Thank you for listening to me for the last half hour. Appreciate that. <laughs> 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 <laughs>